What's up, guys? Eat Sleep Raise podcast, episode number three, with our guest today, Fast Guy Racing, all the way from Brooklyn to North Brunswick, New Jersey. How was that traffic? What time is it? It's 10 o'clock. It was nice. Not too bad today? Probably when I leave here, it's going to be torture. I know you do a lot of driving, so you're used, you're used to hitting that traffic. Nah, I'm, I'm, I know my streets of Brooklyn, so I'm used to finessing it. Talking about the streets. The streets. We were talking about before we started, how long ago did you start street racing? And what car did you start street racing in? You really want to know? Obviously in New York. All right, so check this out. Obviously, dad, uncles, everybody was into cars. It wasn't street racing, but they was just into fast shit. So when I was a baby and my dad first came to America, he had an 88 Suzuki Samurai. How long ago was this? I was a baby. 90s? Nah, 80s. 88. Okay. He bought a brand new in 88. When I got a little older, he parked it and was like, you know, I'm going to leave it to you. And that shit was stick shift. So I turned 15. Obviously, he was letting me drive at that age. I turned 16, got a learner's permit. This is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. And you know I was street racing that shit. From school, in front of school, I was doing burnouts. I used to get my ass whipped when he found out I was doing shit like that. But that was where I started. Was with a Suzuki, an 88 Suzuki Samurai. That, that car still saved. exists? Nah, it got totaled out. Oh, from you? Yeah, on my birthday when I turned 16, I was sitting at a light and a truck rear-ended me. Boom, no. blasted it and then pushed it into the back of something else. No. It was his stock. Yeah, it was bone stock. Bone stock. Just lifted, had a little music in there. It's like your Caribbean Jeep. Right. So is that on your bucket list to get one of those again? Hell no. <laughs> Some guys, you know, nah. it's nostalgic. Like, I got to get that first car. Ah, fuck no. Hell no. I didn't, and then. No more Suzuki's for fast guys. This is when the gateway drug opened up. My pops found me uh, in Canarsie in the projects where Pop Smoke is from. Right? Everybody know Pop Smoke. Yep. Over there where he at, an old lady had a. 95 Civic. Mm, this EG is where Honda started. Coupe okay. With a single cam, and my pops was sold on this. Oh, it got a VTEC in it. I was like, all right, whatever. And you know, I did a bunch of ricer shit to it, and it was fast. And, and this what year was this? This is when I turned 17. This okay. was a year later. Okay. Um, so now we're talking 90s, early 2000s era. You know, this is a uh, neons, Arabuni body kits, yeah. West Wings. I, yo, I definitely Wings West. Wings West. Check it out. I had the racing stripes. I had the the um the windshield washer that light up. I had the light up mirrors. Probably some fog lights. I definitely Peas. had the circle fog lights. Yeah, Mangless, whatever. And then I had. Oh, it stayed single cam. Yeah, I broke it like two times. Bought junkyard motors, put them back in. When's the first time you ended up at, you know, like a legitimate New York street race? I don't know, Hunts Point maybe? 17. High school. Motherfuckers was talking about that shit in school. Hunts Point? Yo, this was the days of I had to be home by a certain time and we wasn't because my mom used to religiously go, and she still does, go to bed by 7. So my sister used to, my mom's had the trimes on the door, on the back of the door. So when you open it, ding, 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 ding. my sister used to have to go. <laughs> And grab that whole shit and open the door for me at 2, 3 in the morning. MacGyver. To let me in the crib. Yes. Then I used to have to jump through the living room, take all my clothes off, 
throw it over the couch, and then walk up to my room <laughs> like I wasn't even outside. It was like, it was that bad. And then she used to have to come up afterwards. So it didn't look like we both was down there in the living room because then my mother would be like, which I did. My pops didn't give a shit. He did give a shit, but he wasn't on me like my mom's was on me. And my mom's at the time didn't even know I was out there doing that bullshit. Because it had, she would have been, um, yo, she used to have a Camry. Oh, actually, let me get it to that. The Civic. You know what's crazy before you even get into that? What you just said is kind of me and my brother's upbringing. Really? I remember we used to have to sneak out. Well, I was in grade school, and my brother was sneaking me out to Listen go street to this. racing. I would go out. I had a 99 Civic Si, and we would want to go street racing. And mm -hmm. I tell my parents, I, I'm going out. I want me to go street racing. They're just like, like that? No. Just going. I'm going out. Okay. They're like, you're not going out unless you bring your brother with you. I'm like, oh, hell no. And it I don't bring He was like six years old. Not that young. He had to go. So we, I took him. That's yeah, how he told knows me to this. take him. Yeah. But then on the weekdays when there were street races, I remember we would sneak out because the garage, you know, we got the button. So we wouldn't use the button. We would manually open the oh, garage. Oh, you pull the red, red thing on the roof. Right. And then my brother's car Roll it back out. <laughs> what was it, the I Supra back then, Fran? We were, no, it was a Civic. All right. So he would have the car inside the garage. I pushed the car while it's in neutral to get it down the driveway. And then we had to push it to the, the garage. Corner. And then me and him push it to the corner because it had an exhaust on it. Mm -hmm. And then when we come home four in the morning again, we just got to lift the garage. And then I go to school at seven in the morning. <laughs> so and then you said you, your mom had a Camry. That's how my brother got started into cars. His first car was a Camry. Camry, yeah. bro. Neutral drop that motherfucker. Drop it. You get the little that shit. And that was it, yo. You was pumped. I used to pull an e-brake in that shit in the snow. And then you dropped slide the that. Yo. That's why I feel you when he asked you if you would get a Samurai again. You said, hell no. I wouldn't get a, I wouldn't get a Camry again. What? No, I, I hope you don't. I would get a Camry now. Camrys are, are they, smooth. Are yeah. they, Camrys is something else these you days. buy that shit and tin it out and, and clean it up nice. Yo, you be in that shit like a Bentley. The Camry look. Yeah, I don't know what Toyota was thinking, but yeah, the Camry's was, something they never else than broke. what it used to My be. My mom's shit never had oil in it. Yeah, yeah. Never. It had an oil leak that, that, that was, you couldn't find that shit, whatever. Check the oil. It never had oil, but it also never broke. It's I don't know Toyota's, why. Man. Oh, we sold that shit on Craigslist at the time. Fucking Africans came I'm telling you, the 90s is when the Toyota built the best cars. The 90s. Yes. But let me see. I had that. So, so you were sneaking out. Where were, you, where were you going street racing? Tell you right now. It started in, because uh, this is word of mouth in high school, in Greenpoint, Brook, in Queens. Right. Under probably like Long Island City-ish over there. He used to race back there by a cemetery. And it was just spectating. It was pumping back there. I never did the, the Hunts Point thing because that was before my time. I wasn't even old enough yet. Hunts Point wasn't me. How about JFK by JFK? Were you? Yeah, I was there. Okay. Uh, then there's a mall by my house in East New York named uh, Erskine Mall, Gateway Mall. We used to race in front of that shit. And I got my ass clipped a couple times. Actually, I got my cl ass clipped every time with that stupid ass single cam. But I tried. I tried. So one day, how did that car die? Let me tell you how that car died. It was a black EG coupe. Riced out as fuck. I didn't crash that shit mad times. <laughs> Yo, I used to have a cousin that lived next door building next to me. Right? It was me, him. We used to roll out together. He had a two-door cord. And you knew when we did some bullshit because 
His car was crashed, my car was crashed. But then one day, my pops, my uncle, everybody came outside. All the cars was fucked up. So they already knew we all crashed into each other racing on the belt oh, parkway. Oh, what the? Peg-legged at home, parked it, and tried to play stupid like somebody hit the shit right there. <laughs> Nigga was like, we ain't that dumb, bro. Like, you can't fool us. I mean, I get it. You're going to try. Come on. So that was the end of that car. Then I ended up buying a red Honda Civic, EG Hatch, right? I know how this goes. Found that shit on the highway, bought it for 400 bucks. Kid driving next to me, automatic, had some 20-inch wheels on it, Puerto Rican out. An EG on 20s? Yes. Chrome no. 20s. No. Nietzsche? Nah, Mangless or something. Oh. The three with the, the You can't even the fit stars on an EG he without. Puerto Rican, he fit it. You, you have to cut the wells or something. <laughs> Those probably, don't fit. They fit, son. No. <laughs> I bought that shit. I put it in front of my building. Ask anybody on my block, right? Because I live on, I live in East New York on Williams Avenue between Riverdale and Livonia. The entire East New York. And I hope somebody's watching this. You let us know in a, cap, in a, in a comment if Fast Guy's capping on this. I, I, don't, I, I don't ain't capping. I, 20s on the EG. If Come you're on from now. East New York, Brownsville, if you're from Brooklyn, you knew, damn, yo, Sad only fuck with cars. I know Sad be fucking with the cars, the cars. You be racing and shit. I know you be racing because yeah, they don't know racing. But when you know me, you know me. This is why my race car lives in the hood still because you know that there's a race car in that garage, and you know that says shit. So you know not to block the driveway. You know not to fuck with it. You know if something don't look right to check it. Like, everybody passes my garage and checks on my car. So I was on my block. This is where it got crazy. Put some respect on his name. Word. Over there, yes. I so, don't know about the 20s, though. They might have been 12s, and he kept them clean. That <laughs> shit was garbage. <laughs> so Just, back in the day when you were talking about it, is this when everyone called you fast guy? Or? Uh, I'm going to tell you how I got the fast guy. All right. One kid, Jamaican kid from high school, used to hang out on his block, right? It was 57th Street in Brooklyn. And obviously, every West Indian never gets called their name. A comedian said that shit years ago, and he was right. I think it's Rashid. I think he died. He was like, West Indians? Now, so ever, that's not even his real name then. Rashid is his name. <laughs> Rashid is You ever heard the joke about the um, the guy that died? He was like, yo, Dave died in an accident. He fell off a building, and the, the Jamaican guy was working. Nah, and he was that. like, nah, no, 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 Dave. And he was like, Dave, Dave, motherfucker, the carpenter. He goes, bumble clock, carpenter dead. Because <laughs> Jamaicans never know people by their right name. They don't want a profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was chilling on this block. We used to leave high school and go chill on this block in front of this kid named Nick. Now this is making sense. Nick was the hangout spot. Everybody used to work on all the... They neighbors had to hate this nigga because fucking everybody worked on all their cars in front of Nick's crib. So after leaving high school every day, we would just go on Nick block and chill and do nothing. Just chill all day. That was the hangout spot. And Nick... And everybody over there was all West Indians. We was I'm from St. Vincent. Nick was from Barbados. They had Jamaicans. They had everybody that was into cars that was West Indian was on Nick's block. It sounds like there's a lot of good food on that block. Around the corner. That's on Flatbush side, too. So it was a lot of good food over there. So Nick would name everybody. Not Nick, but in the group, you would get labeled. From and that him. was your name. Mine's was Fast Guy. I got the name Fast Guy from dumb group of dudes 
coming around them. Oh, yo, 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 watch it fast, guy. Yo, fast. Yeah, yo, and one night, I'm going to tell you this. We was, we was messing with fuel pressure and moving a fucking distributor on that same Civic one night. And the shit kept flying up the block faster and faster. And they called me Fast Guy from that night. And the name stuck ever since. Those guys still around? Yeah, they all still around. They all they still in the cars? I hope you give yeah, them some merch. Yeah. Especially the guy, whoever gave you the name. I hope he's got a hoodie or something. I'm pretty sure Nick has a couple hoodies. I haven't been on if them in a long up. time. I ain't been over there in a while. So what year was this? Early know. 2000s? Way early. I was 16 still. This okay. all happened in one year. So when did it start getting serious to, you were saying you had a racer car. When did you start getting, you know, a serious car? That red bubble that I bought, I converted that shit in front of my house in the park in two parking spots. I, I took everything out the black crash car that I got from my dad and I put everything into that car and converted that car to from automatic to stick. The single cam didn't make it. So I ended up buying like a LS turbo motor from somebody. So first time going B-Series. And turbo with no tune, no nothing. It was just eBay turbo kit. The manifold was cracking every two minutes. And um, we ended up, how do I say this? I got that shit running. Going back to Erskine, every Friday night, Saturday night. This time we was racing, we was racing. I was still getting my ass trimmed up. Scratched that. What happened to that car? I sold that car and bought it. This is when I got into EKs. I bought a 2000 silver EK coupe from one of my boys at the time. And um, I think that was already B16 turbo, and that car was already working. My boy Kerry at Full Throttle. You ever heard of Full Throttle, right? Yep. Kerry pulled up. We almost, got, we almost went to jail that night, too, because cop pulled us over and looked at him and then looked at me and was like, what are you doing with him? I'm like, What? <laughs> Black dude, an Asian dude in the passenger. He was like, oh, Kerry was scared out of his mind. I was like, yo, stop being fucking scared, man. We're not going to jail, bro. He just asked a stupid question. Kerry was shaking, closed <laughs> his laptop. I was like, yo, come on. But oh, because he, he was tuned in the car. He was tuned in the car. We was flying up and down one boulevard all night. Oh. And the cop was like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing with him? <laughs> I was like, shit. That with cop, a computer, how odd is that? That's that cop today is still one of my good friends. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's stuck around forever, motherfucker. That's great. But um, now that car is working. Now we're going to Erskine. Every night, strapping everybody in sight. So I used, to, I used to be home, and my boy, Ace, used to call me like, yo, come over here, yo, they looking for you, they looking for you. And as soon as I used to get off the exit... I used to have to race everybody. Because this is, you said this is a 2000 EK. 2000 EK. So this is during the Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 1 probably just came out. So everybody who had an import was trying to race anybody. Yes. Yo, but it was pumping back there. So was, like where was where was Erskine from? Like people from Brooklyn, Queens? It was from everywhere. They were coming from anywhere. But it was in East New York. So it was like a five minute drive from my crib. Oh. So I used to get on the highway. Get off one little exit, and I was there. Oh, you spoiled. So when I Made pulled up, easy. everybody started running in their cars, jumping, oh, the silver EK is here, with no hood on, and I used to race everybody. But one dude, this is a kid named James, and Morris tuned his car. He had a black EK hatch with ITVs, K-Series, all motor. Yo, it was like pulling teeth with this one car because I could never catch him. Or he used to always, and I was a turbo car to his old motor car, and I was like, man, 
I ain't even doing this shit no more because now I got one person that embarrassed me. I don't want to play this game. I think I see where this is going. Yeah, I was like, all right, let me get out of here. So when did you finally make it on the track? In the in this EK or no. the silver one? I had a black. I went through a bunch of cars after that. After that silver car, I went through a red SI, a black SI. I had a bunch of SIs. That's what? why you keep buying them. That's why I keep buying them all <laughs> up. I love that size. But then I had a Typhoon, a GMC Typhoon, truck number 129. Something broke on the Typhoon, and it pissed me off. So you went from all these SIs to a Typhoon? To a GMC Typhoon. Super rare truck. I drove that truck around for like a winter and a summer, ended up selling it. Bought a Type R, and when I bought the Type R, it was a shell at the time. That was my first time going K-Series. Actually, that was the first time I've ever met a... Dennis and your solo, because they sold me the whole swap from whatever shop they had over here when it was together. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. Uh, I still got the invoice in my house. <laughs> wow. Yep, I still got that whole folder with all those parts I bought from that car. Oh, man, it's an acronym. I forgot. It's bothering me now. They had the blue EG. Yes. Yep. I remember. When I went there, they bought a whole K-Swap from them for fucking $3,500. Yep. Put it in that car. That turned into we were street racing that car again, too. If you ever look up YouTube videos from back, I beat every, I never lost a street race in that car, ever. I ended up putting a built K24. In the Type R. In the Type R. And was strapping people even, and then that was the first time I went to the track. With the built K24, all motor, with slicks and skinnies, five lugs on an Integra Type R, and it used to go like 12.9. E-Town? E-Town, English town, yeah. After all these cars, what year, what year is this that you finally got on the track. Oh, we're looking at like 2008. Hold on, it gets better. Sold the Integra to buy a supercharged K-Series car. That gave me hell. But it was a nitrous car. That was my last street race ever. It was a nitrous car. I gave uh, this pink bubble from the Bronx, two in a break. Beat them. I took the chase of my life from the police. Got home, put tires back on the car. He was driving it around regular, and a cop pulled me over. And he was like, and I remember him, uh, Indian dude from my precinct. And, yo, he just hated Hondas because he told me straight up, let me tell you something. Take this shit home, and I never want to see it again because if I catch this car, I'm fucking taking it. You know, I went home and took the plates off, stripped it, then I made it a full race car from there. I put a, t- uh, put a six-point cage in it at the time, and it was all-motor K24. Who built that motor at that time? D-Built from Long Island. I mean, D-Built is popular now, but back then, D-Built was kind of quiet in the corner of a shop. That was the end of street racing. That was the end of street never, racing for me. Never went back. I've spectated, but I never physically went back into it. Hell no. So that cop put the fear of God in you and was like, you know what? Let me, I'm let done me, with this. Let me wrap this up. But you, you had a good run on the street without. Yeah, you know, I had a good turnaround. It was fun. It was, it was a, it was a young and dumb days. There was no cameras. There was less. No social media. No social media. Everything was b20vtech.com. Yeah. So whatever went down today had to be argued out on a forum and refreshing this damn forum every night, just to see what the next person wrote. And then we got to the street races the next day, and we fought it out. But. All you guys' stuff, I never attended. Avenue P, 
Hunts Point. You ever make it to Nanuet? Nope. I only know. So you only know. The local. Because I was still, I was after you guys' time. You guys, and I had to be home by a certain time. So I definitely wasn't exploring. I didn't even know what Jersey was. I never left Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Ah. I left on a plane with my pops and parents and shit, but I never drove that far away. So you actually going to English Town was like. That was a stretch. Leaving the country. Yo, because it took me two days to get there. <laughs> Mind you, now I know my way around. Everything is like 10 minutes to get there from my house. I can't imagine. Brooklyn to English Town, I was like, what? East Bumblefuck. Yo, it was a yeah. torturous drive. I was like, yo, this shit's bad for me. Did you tow the Type R out there? No, nah, I drove it. it. Drove it. That's an experience. Yeah, so, it was fun. So how were you, uh, you living and, and making your way you know, buying all these cars, hooking them up. Like, where'd you get the money from? Uh, my pops was giving me money. I also had to work. I was working since I was 14. If I always, my dad always told me, like, yo, if you want shit, you got to work for it. That's so he gave because I did things to deserve it. But for the most part, my uncle, he was building a CRX back in the days. So me being 14, this is how I got into race cars. I was 14 years old. I was a kid kid. He stuffed me in the back of his CRX. We went to, the first time I went to a racetrack was Maple Grove. 14 years old. I used to work at a transmission shop. I used to have to separate aluminum from steel for scrap. So they were scrapping big containers of like leftover transmission parts at his shop. And he was paying me like 40 bucks a week. I was a little ass kid. So he took me to a race one time. At this race, the Apex Integra was there oh, at Maple Grove. The center, the, the, the center the, drive shit. Yep. I think we were at that race. We were. Well, was Tarzan, there? Tarzan was the we one that was. We got pictures race. from that race too. That's kind of crazy. We that were was an IDRC or race. Yes, yes I was, was there. Wow, I was there as cool. a little ass kid. And the only thing I remember about that entire ride was we was on a highway that the floor was red. That was, and I think that's up seventy eight. I think. You know what's kind of crazy? Because. I'm assuming your uncle went to that race because he knew that that Apex car was going to be there because that was kind of like the thing. I don't know how he knew that, it was there. I don't know how that word got out though because yeah. social media didn't it was exist. magazines. He had a friend that was from Brooklyn too that used to work with a lot of um, Ford stuff. His name was Winnie Winfred. He taught a lot of younger dudes in Brooklyn about racing, not street racing, just racing in general. He was just the dread dude with super long dreads to the floor that just knew how to make shit work and he used to work with a lot of four teams and stuff like that winning fred winfred winnie we call him winnie so my uncle was around him they used to be really good friends so it was them two and me in the back seat so he always had to drop because he was working with these teams but then at that point we went to another race in english town and then that's when i still have signed posters from uh all those chevy cars lisa kubo uh Bergenholtz, Papa Doc. I still got posters from Papa Doc when he signed a poster for me when he had the yellow AEM car and the red AEM car. You're bringing up all these names. We got to get these uh, these OG dudes on the podcast. Yo, yeah, you're right. right. But gotta, then just to grow up now and know all these guys. Yeah. Like, we got to get you, like, some of the newer race car race. Car drivers. Yeah, we should get with one. The OGs. Yeah, we should get one new guy and one of the OG guys. Just It'll be a good conversation. Chop it up. Yeah, yeah. Yo, our, our, remember we did a. Uh, remember we did our first we eats with uh, Ari. 
Yeah, exactly. Ara. There's a lot of good stories. Ara got stories for months. The oh, camera got hot that if day. If he sits right here, we'll be here for yeah. eight hours. Yo, two days. <laughs> Remember, Brian <laughs> was Brian was recording and the camera. The got camera hot. overheated. That's we why had we to had put to put the stop. camera on ice <laughs> to get it to cool off. That's why we stopped. Uh, yo, they you had my way more down. better stories than us back then. So, if you had the chance to interview an OG racer, who would it be? Definitely be Ara again. Hell yeah, right. we'll do it again because he wasn't right. done. He wasn't yeah, done. Yeah, he was like, got yo, more bring it on more. Yo, I got more. You ready? I was like, you know what? We got to go home. The more we get him on here, I think we could get him finally just get back into cars. Because I saw last season, he went to a couple races. He went to a couple races. He's getting yep. that itch. Yeah, but remember what he said. It's business for him. Yeah. So Unless he can make money, he's not If it's not it. worth it, he's not getting in it. That's right. I remember he definitely said that. It was always about business. Until we get him on like three, four podcasts. He's like, you know what? Forget you know it. What? Give me a car. <laughs> I'm going to drop me, the bag give on Give me it. the Sprinter, the ESR yeah. Sprinter right now. I'm with it. We can race. He was like, yo, I'll race two, I'll race two uh, tractor trailers if yeah. you had it. If it was two of them there, let's do it. That's good. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll get him on soon. But yeah. Um, so I, you, you went from street racing. Finally got the type R, so now that, that got your taste of getting on the track. Right. When did you, when I learned about you, you were the all-motor guy. Well, I crashed that black car that the cop told me to go hang that shit up and oh. never see it. I crashed it at E-Town. Hit the wall. And that was all-motor setup? That was all-motor. I bought another shell that Monday, and we swapped everything out that week of. What's the fastest you went all motor? I think ten thirty in that car. Yeah, at that time it was pretty quick. I raced the all motor shootout in Atco Honda Day at that time. B series, K series, K series. I never was B series. I never all built motor. It. Always, even in street racing, was always K series stuff. Um, what happened with the all motor shit? Oh, I dropped the valve, and I definitely looked over and I was like, I'm not fixing this shit. I'm putting a turbo in this car. Like, this all motor shit is slow. So who was tuning your car back then? Chris Harris of Xenocron. Oh, okay. Four Piston built the motor? No. Four Piston, I used to, Four Piston did the cylinder heads. They sold me all the parts. Jeff Rosario was also racing in, uh, he had like a gunmetal gray, a battleship gray, like EK hatch. He was building the motors for Four Piston for me. And he was in the Bronx, so he was doing this shit, like, out of his house. He worked for housing, so he was doing this shit in the basement of the project buildings and shit. Y'all, it was dope, but the fucking motors worked. One day, I dropped the valve. I looked around. I was like, I'm not fixing this shit. I'm selling all. I'm buying a fucking turbo car now. So my first turbo car was a blue shell that Joel, the uh, race spec wiring, he had that shit sitting in this, his garage for years. Somebody put me on, and I went and bought it. Then that's where it started, where I was chopping it up with Robert Maps one day. He was like, yo, just have this guy, uh, Pepsi, build the motor. He lives upstate New York. This is when Pepsi lived upstate. Gave him a ton of money, built the motor with Pepsi. Same thing for Piston. was still doing the cylinder heads back then. I gave, long story short, Pepsi built the motors. Where the hell did the transmission come from? I don't know. But I screwed it together the right way properly, and then I had a competitive car. What I, was, how fast was it going? Was, it was stuck in the nines for a while because I just learned how to drive this thing. Then once I got driving, Cunha, Cunha has been tuning turbo cars for me from day one, CLM. How'd you bump into them? 
Street racing. Yeah. The guys from Brooklyn used to tune with Cunha. So I always had it in my head like, this is a turbo guy, right? And oh, so Cunha was tuning the turbo guys in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, a few of them. Wow. And they used to put me on, and I never knew who he was. One day, the day before I dropped the valve at Echo, Cunha, we went out to eat, and Cunha and Steve and everybody was at a bar. And I was like, oh, I know you. I was like, yo, but just know if I ever blow up this old motor shit and I build a turbo car, I'm coming straight to you. And it's been like that ever since. I never left him. I met him at that bar. Just so happened the next day the shit breaks. And a few weeks later, I'm asking him questions on building a turbo car. What year was this that you went turbo? Switch 2010. Turbo. That's wow, a long time been, ago. It's been that long? Been that Because I remember long. when you first, was it when you first, like, Brought the turbo car out. A lot of a lot of eyes were on you. Yeah, because it was nice then. It was painted the same way like how all my shit is now. It was painted nice. Bay was shaved. But there was that pressure of like, look at this all motor guy switching the turbo. Yeah. Let's see what he fucking bum. Like I was getting <laughs> yo. Then all the you don't know how to came drive on this. me. A lot of friends from Brooklyn was just like being shady. I was just like, just picking sides. I was just like, you know what? That's when I grew the tolerance to just cut people off and just like, all right, I'll leave all you motherfuckers over there. What you mean they're picking sides? What they're like? There was a couple turbo cars from Brooklyn, uh-huh. right? But you, we were friends, but then you're rooting. You root for all of us. You know what I'm saying don't root for just one party. But it, it was very one-sided. Like, it was all against me. Because you were all motor. Because I was all motor, and I built a turbo car. So and was it like you had the all motor fans, and they were like... It wasn't a fan base yet, because it was kind of like one of those things where you don't know how to motherfucking drive. And I was just like, well, it's my shit. I got to figure it out how to drive, right? So I, 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 you was right. I didn't know how to drive at first. It was, but Cunha walked me through it. It turned into like, let me speed this up. Year one was pretty shitty. We made some changes. We came back out year two. This is the first time me working with a company, Downstar, Frank from Downstar. Oh, this is like the full car rat. Yes. This was year two of Sport Front Wheel Drive. Year one when my car was all blue. Year two. Oh, okay. Was working with Frank. Um, Shout out to Frank, man. Word. That Frank, ha- Frank got like 400 podcasts on him. Shit, for real? Yeah. We're on number three. Man, we ain't getting away yet. Yeah, no if one. you guys uh want to want to listen to a lot of podcasts, what's it? Down, Downtime with Downstar. Yeah, listen you, to you, Frank. I'm surprised you never got in on an episode there. Too far. <laughs> California. This shit right here is far enough. We got we to we figure out how to get our uh, virtual setup. Uh, hey, executive producer Nick behind the camera, we got some uh, interviews to do across the country. Set us up for virtual next one, all right? We're working on it. He said he's working on it. All right, <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Right. We'll wait. So Frank helped you out. Yeah, year two. Turbo car on the turbo. Yeah. Um, Cunha was coaching me at the time. I didn't know shit. What size turbos were you rocking back then? 7285, regular degular. That was just the size. 72. Just 7285, precision. That's it. Let, let's put this in a 72 millimeter, right? I had a 72 millimeter on my Supra. That thing is like this big. It's huge. How did you fit that in a Civic? Kevin from Full Time Fab. Kevin... Kevin was Kevin was helping me do stuff on the on-motor car, and I kind of told him, like, I'm not the type to bounce from people to people. I don't like 
dealing with you than dealing with you than dealing with you. If 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 I'm dealing with you, then I'm dealing with you. So we're stuck here for a really long time. So full time fab, CLM, those are your go to guys. Those are my go to. So guys. how did you how did you meet full time fab? Ed Lover. We had a group chat. We still got this group chat. We had this group chat for almost fifteen years straight. And Ed was Ed's Ed Lover's car was at full time fab. Kevin is the owner. But then there's also a couple other friends in there that was fucking with that shop at the time. So they, yo, just bring it here. We'll take care of it. So you met all your contacts through friends. Through friends, yeah. Yeah. And we're all still friends to today. All referrals. That's cool. Yeah. So. And that's, you trust them. That's why you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't leave my car nowhere. I didn't, and I'm the blunt. I'd be like, I'm not leaving my shit here. I don't trust you motherfuckers. Not to be a dick, but I'm spending money. I, I could. It's my money. I could take my shit out of here and bring it back tomorrow if I want. But my shit lived at Cunha's shop, and it lived at Kev's shop. So let's we're get good. back to the turbo size. Was this the this was the turbo the rest of the class was running? Yes, it's a sport front wheel drive. So right? back then, sport front wheel drive was based on these were all OGS thirteen twenty events, all in English town. Um, it was it was it was the the playing field was super level. Everybody had to be the same weight. Everybody had to have full interior. These were street cars back then going fast. So I didn't want to just be the index guy because it was annoying. You go too fast, you go too slow, you go home. Like, what the fuck is this? So I wanted something. I built the car to revolve around rules. So when I built a sport front-wheel drive car, I read the rule book. This is what I was doing. All right, I want a fucking sport front-wheel drive car. This is what it is. Sport front. You had pride in saying that shit. I, I, I own a sport front wheel drive car. A word? Yeah. Because now that was like the big show. It cost me a lot of money to get to that point, but it is what it is. You got to spend money if that's what you want, right? If that's, you can't put a price on happiness. It, it wasn't making me happy. No. A happiness for you is big turbos. Yeah. <laughs> Once that shit was figured out, it was like, oh shit, this is fucking dope. So back then, right, you, you know, you said it, sport phone will drive. If you made it sport phone drive, you made it, right? Yep. At that point, what was your goal? Was your goal to win or was it to go fast? It was to go fast and then win, right? We haven't won shit yet because I still feel like I don't got this shit 100% figured out. I could be honest about it. I also don't give a shit. But I don't want 100% have it figured out, but I'm, I think within the past two years, I figured it out. Yo, it's, it's mad science involved. Staging, leaving, driving, shift points, crossing the finish line, down to stopping. There's fucking science involved in that shit, too. But you got to, that's all shit you got to put together along with tuning. Because Cunha has a big role in these cars. Cunha engine building the way shit's put together if it doesn't stay together you lose a run so if you leave off the line and click second gear something breaks it was a waste because now you got no data you got nothing to work off of now you got to go work on this fucking thing and who wants to do that right but you know what I, i think you guys what makes it a little bit more difficult is you guys are still trying to chase that number right so like we talked before I'm the not, podcast. I'm not chasing the number but i hate but that. there is a number to chase though. there is a, everybody wants to go a seven second number. right where you compare yourselves to pro mods, for example, you already know they're running. There is a number already to be Their met. Numbers already. So set. it comes down to what you said: 
racing the car. But check this out. If you look, if you pay attention to the majority of the fast people, a lot of them don't make it to the end because who wants to go fast? Okay, everybody wants to go fast, but who wants to go fast while spending twelve thousand dollars five six times? Because that's how many injuries you went through through the fucking weekend. At that point, it's dumb. All right. I mean, that's my opinion. That's how I see it with me. Cunha, which is a tuner, sees it the same way. If I get to the track and I'm telling Cunha, like, yo, this is like uh, this past weekend at a Drag Illustrators event down in Bradenton. I was looking at him like, dude, roof this motherfucker. And he's just like, yo, chill out. I got this. Like, you know what I mean? Take a soft pass. We'll gradually get there. We got four qualifiers. You don't have to go set a world record in the first hit. Like, take your time. And we'll get there. He doesn't want to rush things. And in the, in the mix, it costs me $100,000 blowing up engines. Or there's nothing to learn because we melted everything trying to figure it out. Versus if you make a clean pass, there's a lot to learn from that. There's a lot to understand what changes. So when I went, let me tell you why I went B-series. I was going to say, I heard through the grapevine that is the reason why you went from K to B. Yeah, Ricky's shit was already working. He had to- Let's talk about wh- who's, who's part of that camp because the, what I hear through the grapevine is you went K to B because within your camp, there's more B-series car for the data. Yes. Meaning the more data that your tuner, Cunha, can build off of, the better the cars can run. You know what I came from? Ara. Remember Ara saw that he had two street glow cars at the time because it was faster to produce data. This is why he was faster than most of the class. This is why they was breaking so much records because they didn't have two cars because they had money. No, if we raced two cars set up the same way and both drivers are the same, they're not the same drivers, but they drive the same. Now you're sharing data between two cars. You're getting from A to B faster versus taking a pass. You can learn a lot more from multiple You cut the time in half. Yeah, you cut the time in half. So I looked at it like... Did you make that switch to B after the conversation with Aura? It was a thought in my head for a really long time. Not right after. No, 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 no. So when we met with Aura, you were still K? I was still K for like a year after that. Oh, so this sat in your head. Two years after that. Because remember, uh, the pandemic hit. Ah, We hung it up because we had to stop that show. We had something planned for, uh, I think, Christy at the time, right? Christy Baldwin. That's her name? Christy Baldwin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were supposed to go south. We had plane tickets and everything booked, and then the pandemic smacked. That's right. And that was over. Um, After the pandemic, I was still K-Series, broke it. Was K-Series. You know what it was with the K-Series shit? It was just so hard to work on that shit. So we would all look at each other, and it's just like, so back to that original question, in the camp, it's you and Ricky. That's, that, that Cunha's that, constantly that's tuning. Cunha's. And Steve. And Steve. And Steve's Steve. Pri- uh, but all-wheel drive is a lot different. All-wheel K-series. No, before that, right? Didn't he have a... He used to drive Cunha's car, Candy right, Crush. Right, yeah. Candy Crush. But that was a little bit more mild. I don't think Candy Crush is at the extent of our shit. So, so you, you said camp, Brian, and you're talking about sharing data points. I remember back then, early 2000s, nobody wanted to share da- data points. Nobody wanted to share engine build. Like, so in the camp, like, do you have the same setup as Ricky, or are you doing your own? Twins. When I built the car, I built the shit the same exact you, shit. So you went to Ricky and be like, Ricky, I got to get what Whatever you got. You, but you know what? Ricky's going to give it to me because we're like family at this point. 
You know what I mean? You can trust me. You know I'm not going anywhere. You know I don't give a shit about all these other shops. So That's a good point that Fran brought up because, you know, when kind of the sport front SFWD class started, it was 32 guys and 32 guys hated each other, wanting to beat each other. But now it's kind of transition in which 32 guys, but five, six teams that are working together. Like, for example, do you know the other setups of all the other racers out there? Yeah, we're probably at the point where we're all running the same shit. Yeah. It's just tuning. And everyone's talking together to see what the best I know a lot of is. tuners converse. Good f- if tuners trust each other, they converse. Because they I think they're all trying not to blow shit up. And that's, the, that's what we want. Yo, side... Okay, you see when I raised Derek at, at um, yeah. this last event? Yeah. I lost... Not drastically, but that was a fucking good race because we were side by side the entire time. That's what people want to see. They want to, they don't want, they don't, the, the handicap shit is boring. One car blows up, the other one's flying down the track. It's like, who wants to see that? Cars side by side and you don't know who's going to win. Yeah. And then who you thought was going to win doesn't want to win. And you're like, holy shit, he drove around them. Oh shit, he got him on the tree. Holy shit. That's what keeps the crowd pumped. So, at this point, the real priority is just trying to keep these cars together because we're at a point where these shits are seeing some boosts. I think I've heard 80, 90 pounds of boost out of these new turbos that we're on. Yes, a lot. Wow. So how many spares do you keep? Two. You keep two? Two engines, one transmission. So we, we got to get back to those curious of why you made the switch from K to B. It's because of the data, I guess, Rick and Cunha sold you on, like, yo, fast guy, just switch to B so we no, can get No, 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 Cunha faster. was disappointed as fuck. Oh. Cunha was just oh, like... Oh, he wanted, he wanted K? He wanted 1K, 1B car. Cunha, oh. Cunha used to tune a shit ton of cars, but that becomes frustrating. That becomes annoying. That doesn't let him as a person, as a human being, enjoy the actual racing of it because you're stuck working on all these cars. And it's not a copy-paste thing where you could just pace, pace, pace the same tune-up. You actually got to pull that dot a lot, make changes, see what's wrong. Then you got to go to the next one and the next one, and you got to do it in a certain time because we get called back to the lanes to keep going. So, excuse me. He was like, um, damn, you know, my only K car, it doesn't even look right. Tuning your shit as a B-series, like, it doesn't even feel the same. Like, now it's just, like, another one. So this was conversation between you and Ricky then. No, this is a conversation with me and myself. This uh-huh. is me overnight. I was ready to sell this shit. Because at World Cup, I dropped the valve. I didn't have an extra motor. I was already annoyed. I didn't want to fix it. I just sat back and spectated the entire weekend. So when I got home, I was like, selling this fucking thing. I'm tired of this K-series shit. Because it's, it's just annoying to work on. It's not hard because we can work on it. But it's just annoying. It's annoying. When you look at a K-series setup... You got this stupid side. I can tell you exactly what pisses me off. This stupid ass side cover. Taking all silicone off of it. Taking off a chain. Taking off a tension. All trying to do the shit between a damn frame rail. So if you blew a head gasket, it was just like. We all looked at each other like, yo, who fixing this shit? And everybody got this face on like, fuck, man, we got to fix this car. So then B-Series, when you look at Ricky... Right next to us, changing shit. Y'all just slide a belt off, pop some cams out, lift the head up. Change. I'm like, damn. He makes it, e- he make it look easy to keep going. 
So I was at a point of selling this motherfucker. That turned into, you know what? I'll just put a B-series in it. You sure? Uh, I don't know. Then one day I took a leap. I sold the transmission. And fuck, it sold in a day. I was like, that's a sign. Fuck, usually it takes like two or three weeks to sell a fucking transmission at $7,500. I took that money and straight I bought a B-series transmission. The transmission showed up. The parts showed up from Mark. Ricky got him. Ricky assembled the transmission. Boom, I had a V-Series trans. That was the first thing I had was a transmission. You didn't even have the motor yet. I didn't have nothing. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going B-Series. So I was selling all the K-Series stuff and replacing it with B-Series stuff. So it was, oh, there goes the mic. So Rule, it, rule number two. Don't touch the mic. <laughs> so it was, it was. Rule number two. Did it again. So it was, it was. <laughs> Fucking Mike, it's just mad close. <laughs> oh, rule number one. So it was, it was, it was working out for me fast as hell. I went K to B series in like four months. Quick. So the point is, Ricky, whatever you got, I'm trying not to go far away from that. So intake manifold, injectors, fuel pump, everything. We have the same fucking cars. I just piggyback it off of his, because. A lot of people don't want to give that information out because you just take it and you run off. Then now his little tricks and secrets, some fucking guy somewhere else has it. And now it's going to give it away to these guys. Everybody has their little things that they do that helps save them. Ricky has a lot. I have now, I have Ricky shit. That help make the motor last longer. Yes, but Ricky can trust me because we just been friends that long outside of racing. We damn near talk every day in this damn group chat. It's like 12 of us in there. Right. And we all we do is talk all day. So it's like, you know, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you know, you could. That's like leaving a million dollars on the table. Like, you know, I know Cedric's going to take a dollar out of that shit. So, you know what I mean? Give him what I got. So now Ricky builds the engines. Ricky assembles the transmissions. If something breaks in the transmission, I can take it apart and change it. I assemble everything. Ricky builds the engines, builds the transmissions. I assemble everything. Cunha tunes it. So that's where we at with that. With um, so between both of you guys, kind of identical setups. Both of you guys are eight oh, right? Yeah. Who who's faster? Eight oh one. Ricky went at fucking eight oh one. Right. Ricky saw me go eight oh nine. He was like, "You motherfucker, watch this." <laughs> Wait, when was because you got your this personal best at this weekend? Last weekend, my, right? My PB before used to be at eight twenty nine. With the that's a big jump. So it went from eight thirties. We went to Echo last year, like just to like go see. Like I want to try this car before the winter smacks us, and then realize you know there was something that we could have did over the winter. So we went and made some clean hits. It was fine. I parked the car. It was good. All right. Got out the trailer with the same echo tune-up. The car went 8.30 again. That turned into, all right, Cunha didn't touch anything. He was like, yo, whatever you went 8.30s with, go out there and let's see what it does. He did the same thing, 8.30s again. He goes, all right, now I got to make changes. Next hit was an 8.18. I set a PB right there. The hit after that, I was super hyped. I was over there shifting short like a motherfucker. I, I left under boost. Y'all was stupid ass run. Cunha was like, yo, what'd you do? You stage mad deep. Like, bro, pay attention. It's like, all right. <laughs> you, got, you got itchy. Yeah, I got super itchy. I was pumped. 818, I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking. 
a seven. Oh, next. <laughs> In my head. Nah, yeah, that shit didn't work. I went back to an 830. He was like, yo, this slip is all screwed up, bro. But See, so wasting the data. I wasted the data. So the next hit, after getting reamed out, I, and I had a joke all day that Cunha called me a little, Cunha never called me a little boy, but I was like, yo, fucking guy called me a little boy. <laughs> Everybody was laughing. He, like, he did? I was like, nah, nah, nah. But he coached me like, like he, at the end, he was supposed to say little boy, but he didn't do that shit. So now I'm focused. This is at night. I hit everything on point. I staged how he told me to. I shifted how he told me to. Boom, 809. I was like, yeah, that's it. So then, right behind me, fucking Ricky goes 801. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, bro. What so the- it was a good tune. Yeah, it was, it was a, good a good tune. tune for both of you guys. But you know what? You put the two together, and you know what you can do. So that's the point of having identical cars. We don't have identical cars, but we have all the same shit. Transmission, final drive, different clutches. He's on a McLeod. I have a sponsorship with uh, Clutch Masters. Um, Sponsorships. Let's 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 go back to uh, you mentioned Frank and Downstar, and I think you know a lot of our listeners want to know because we had our last uh, one of our previous podcasts. We talked about sponsorships. How did, how did you land that deal with Frank and Downstar? Was Downstar your first sponsorship? Yeah, that was my first full rap. Yeah, so take us through the journey of getting sponsors because you got you have quite a few now. Friends, yeah. friends, friends is. That, the, the deal with Downstar, I don't even remember. That's how long ago it was. But it wasn't no crazy contract. It was just two young dudes trying to help each other out, trying to get their feet wet. He was still young. I was still young. So it was like one of those. Well, sound off. Who, who are your sponsors today? She, you want to roll into – hold on. Let me roll into After Frank was k Again, friends. Me and John, Velo- John Veloso, from the owner of k Good friends. John was basically like, you don't have a rap on your car anymore? No. So uh, you can't go out there naked because this shit's expensive. So this is what we're going to do. Rap so you, th- said, you said friends. How did you meet John from K2? Personality. Yeah. John was watching me from something happened on YouTube at E-Town. I was arguing with a security guard, and it was just it was making him laugh the entire time. And he was like, I fucking love this guy. So he saw you on YouTube. Cause no, he K-Tunes saw me at the track. He oh, was standing there. Because K-Tune's from Canada. It was an oil down. I was in the stand, and I was arguing with the security guard. And it was, like, it was just funny. It wasn't like a beefing arguing, but me and him was going back and forth, and the entire stand was laughing. It's like an hour straight. And John was like, I fucking love this kid. So who the hell? I think at the time, one of my boys, Ben, was doing uh, media for K-Tune, and he introduced me to John. I ended up going to Canada, hanging out with John a couple times. We was hanging out in, in Jersey. Like John's good people. So John introduced me to a couple more people. This is how the, the, the train starts. It was John. John did work for Vibrant. So Vibrant Performance has a, a Vangen clamp. Let me tell you a little story. You ever heard of a Vangen clamp? Yeah. You know what Vangen means? No. Vanessa Jennifer is John Veloso's kids. Oh. Van Gen. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but John thought if he left the product under K2, it wouldn't sell. It's a fabrication part. You would think it's a K-series part and never buy it. So he was working with Vibrant, designing a lot of parts back then at the time. And then he told me, if you're building a turbo car, you're going to need 
fabrication stuff. So let me hook you up with these guys, which was everybody at Vibrant. And that's how I built a relationship with Vibrant. Vibrant to today still fully sponsors my car. Because you, you went from full wraps on your car, Downstar, then K-Tuned. K-Tuned for three years. And then Vibrant. Vibrant. No, you never had a Vibrant wrap. Never had a full Vibrant wrap. No. So what other full wraps have you had? I stopped at K-Tuned. So you went from no wrap full wraps back to no wraps back to i think i painted the car gray after k2 was done k 2s budget was up and it was like all right well they still hooked me up with stuff but it wasn't a full wrap like before so now it turned into all right i guess i'm back on my own the the stuff you would want to get people think sponsorships is oh you get this whole shit for free it doesn't work like that the stuff you genuinely break and need and go through all the time you don't really get fully sponsored on it. You got to spend money to, it's like spending money to make money, right? But in order to build these relationships with these companies, yo, you got to spend money with them first. You can't just approach them and be like, yo, free 99 or what? Or not at all. They're going to be like, not at all, motherfucker. I can just settle to somebody else. I feel like you got better odds of getting a sponsorship if you already use their parts, do well with them, in which they're like, yo, you rock our parts already? Like, But this I, is what they want to see. They right. want to see... You actually using the shit, promoting the shit. On your own at first. I seen a guy, I think, I don't remember who it was, but his, he did his sponsorships backwards. He was like, listen, I'll sponsor you something, but this is what we're going to do. You're going to pay in full up front. Because a lot of these guys get these stuff, and they ended up parting these cars out, selling them, and then mm. it's just like, damn. They not even racing. Not even racing. Yeah. So it's like you're fucking it up for the guys that's actually trying to get in with these companies. Right. And it's not always about free shit. If you're here for free shit, just go home because you're going to spend. Not everything is free. I spend a lot of fucking money on these things because it's like this is what I want to do. I don't play football. I don't play basketball. I don't play, I don't play shit. I don't know sports. This is all I know is fucking cars. I, don't, I wish I knew. I tried to watch. Ba- Yo, growing up, obviously the hood, everybody played basketball. So we was always, I was always with a bunch of dudes. Somebody had to pick me. Pause. 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 <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, pause. Hey, yo. With mad dudes picking them. Yo. Oh, but pause. you know they had to pick me to play basketball, and I didn't even know how to do that shit. I was just a class filler at that point. Eating glizzies after. No, we ain't no glizzies. It was 50, <laughs> it was 50 cent sodas and chips. That's what dudes used to have to hold their hands out. Yo, let me get some. Yo. Or people used to have to share the soda. Yo, we was broke back then. But I don't, I don't know nothing. This is what I know, right? So if this is what I know and this is what I like, this is where I'm going to spend my money. So you have to spend money first, even if it's not with a company. It could be your local speed shop because it's not always going to be these big manufacturers that's going to reach out to you or you're going to reach out to them and build a relationship. You can, but it always starts somewhere. It starts at your local speed shop. So if you support this speed shop to that point, eventually they're going to start hooking you up, whether it's credit or labor, labor or take now, pay later, or I trust you. You have to show loyalty. That's the fucking problem. No one shows loyalty today. They take your shit and they run with it. And then that puts everybody on the edge like, are we going to fuck with these kids? Uh, you know, and then it makes it harder for the loyal people that actually, if someone wants to work with East Sleep Race and says, hey, give me a ton of shit. And um, we'll work together. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to you the next week. 
They're out promoting Nike. East Sleep Race shit's in a, in a corner of his garage in a bucket. It's like, what do you do? Now that puts you on an edge for the next guy that genuinely wants to work with you guys because it's like there's no loyalty in this shit anymore at all. And I could say it with builders, tuners, people like, yo, you're getting mad today and they let their feelings get involved and right away they're on to the next. So it's like, how does that work? Yeah. So. With that being said, the uh, the sponsors that you have today that, you know, you don't have full wraps on the cars, but they're still supporting you in some manner. A majority of your program comes out of pocket. Yeah, all of it. Mo- all of it comes out of my pocket. But again, it's a loyalty thing. I don't have not one K-Series part on my car. I still run a K2 sticker. If you ask about K2 parts, I still refer them. I still tell people to go buy it because that was, that's where the loyalty is. If 20 years ago I vowed to keep fucking with you from then on till now, and then I realized I'm not going to use your product anymore, but how do I say this? I'm not using your product anymore, but we're still on good terms. I'm going to still help you sell your shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. if I, there's kids that hit me up all the time. You go, what do you think about the suspension? I used it on my street cars, and I love it. Buy it. It's, it works. Whether you go and buy it or not, that's on you. But it's just really, I did my part. I can't put a gun to your head and say, hey, yo, go buy K2 suspension. Fuck that. You need to go buy this shit right now. All right, cool. I don't use drag cartel cams in my race car now because it's B-Series. But if you ask me about drag cartel cams when I did use them, I fucking used them all my life. So guess what? Go buy them. They work. Oh, I don't fuck with drag cartel anymore. But am I going to say... They still make quality parts. Yeah, don't use their shit. It sucks. It doesn't work. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, hey, listen... Use it. It works. Yeah. So you have. It's just I, my setup doesn't require it. Right. So, but it doesn't mean I'm not gonna refer. I'm not gonna put you on the right path if you ask me questions. Now, some people ask stupid questions. At that point, I don't even think I could answer it myself without being. So your recommendation there is don't burn bridges. No, don't, don't unless something genuinely happens to you, or between you and them. That's a different story. That's between you and that person. But to to put yourself on the wrong side of the fence because you want to get your emotions involved, bad idea. Just keep it professional. If you want my advice on how to maintain relationships, think about it as your parents. I mean, they're not my mother and father, but you got to treat them with the same respect. You got to remember, these are products that they're trying to sell to make money. But again, people open the door for you too. Because that's how I got through to a lot of companies. So, Vib- so K2 put me to Vibrant. Just asking a simple question about a turbo or something. Somebody at Vibrant could put me on to someone at Precision. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm on the phone with this guy at Precision. We're cool. We're laughing it up. We're chopping it up. Oh, I know somebody that works at this company. Here's his email. Just tell him that I sent you. You're not going to get it for free. You'll probably get a discount. But that helps. Something helps. Everything helps. But then when you feel like you can't use them anymore, you throw them in the garbage. So you mentioned street cars, right? I remember you did, you did, what we call them, giveaway cars, waffle cars back then. Yeah, waffle. 
what got you to thinking, hey, let me try waffling the cars? Obviously for money, right? So me and this is a kid that parts out cars. His name is Anthony, guy, kid. Fuck I'm talking about. We're all grown men. Ant, Ant has been parting out cars since we were 16. I met him when I was 16. He was parting out cars in the street. He has provided half of the Honda community with parts. He could buy one car that someone gives up on a bill and help 20 people finish their shit because he has parts. So it was kind of like chopping it up about, one, obviously making money because that's why we left the house in the morning in the first place was to make a dollar. And two, how can you do that and help somebody out at the same time? So we, we bought waffle cars. We bought a car. We had it for like two, three months. We made it nice. Whatever was wrong, we fixed. We cleaned it up. Yo, we did these cars up nice, right? It wasn't about a flip. It was about giving somebody an opportunity to have something nice. Because this could change your life, right? If you never had a Honda or you had a piece of shit Honda or you were just struggling on getting your Honda done and you played a certain dollar amount and then you ended up with a full built Honda, like top to bottom, wheel suspension. There was nothing junky about these cars. Yo, that's life changing right there. I can't guarantee out of 300 people, you're definitely going to win. But that's, that's the point of it being random, right? Because a random person could win. It could be somebody with nothing or it could be somebody with everything. I don't determine that. That's what comes out of a raffle. Well, it's a raffle now. Now we can say it. Fuck it. I just said it. But um, when we was doing that, that was the objective. Like, yo, buy something nice, make it nicer, clean it up, and then we give it away. You know what I'm saying we thought about toy drives and shit, but so many people do them. We just attend your shit and just donate. You know what I'm saying? But at that time in that summer, yes, there is money to be made in it. But at the same time, when trying to make money, you got to do the right thing. You got to try to give people back a nice fucking car. And that's what we did. How many of those you do? I think we did like four. Then we started getting backlash about it. And I was like, fuck this shit. I don't need the backlash. It's not worth it. I mean, it is worth it money-wise, but the way people will be talking, it's like, fine, go build a car then. I did. Oh, they're hating on the cars. Yeah, not the cars. It's just they're hating when they don't win. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so at that rate, it was just like... Not worth it anymore. You guys keep it. You know what I'm saying? If, that's, if y'all want to talk shit, I'm going to give y'all reason to not talk shit. I'm not giving away any more cars. There's a lot of people doing giveaways, just jumping on over those. What was your favorite giveaway? Charette SI. Gave it away twice. The guy that won it was like, I don't even know how to drive this shit. <laughs> All right, I'm coming to get it. He sold it back to me. I gave it away twice. Cleaned it up a second time. And then the second time, I was like, I don't want to get rid of this shit. Had a built B-series, AC power steering. Oh, God, beautiful. Yeah, my favorite one. I wanted to win that that um, that blue EK K-series. The all-wheel drive one? No, 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 no. The the one that you you gave it to um what you call it? Over uh Sonic? Sonic, you gave it you No, I sold that to Sonic. My all wheel drive car. Was that all wheel drive? That was an all wheel drive. That was what, did you buy it all wheel drive? No, I made it all wheel right, drive. Right, 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 right. I bought it from Tim Minsker front wheel drive K series because it was already done and I made the changes. I changed the turbo kit. I made it all wheel drive. That was my favorite. I wanted to win that. 
I beat the smoke out that fucking car. But Fast car. Guy never raffled that car. No, Sonic it. bought it, and then he raffled, he raffled. it. He raffled it. Yeah. yeah, he gave me. I had a number. If you didn't pay it, you wasn't getting it. That was and a nice one call. day, he was like, fuck it. I, I, I asked you. I was like, what's that number? He's like, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, all right. And I'm, I'm going to hold back. Out of down. here. <laughs> and he paid it. He paid it. So I was like, yo, I don't believe you sold it. And I was like, you guys thought I was playing. Everything is for sale. As long as you pay the dollar amount. You can I race asked, car too? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Every, well, listen. Listen. Everything's for sale. Everything got a number. If you... You got to put a number on the car. What's that number? If a guy from the Middle East was like, yo, fast guy, I want this green car. What's the number? 85,000. You heard that? Oh, so there is a number. If you oh, want. shit, there is a number. At an eight-second EM1? EM1. $85,000, 809. All the bells and whistles. And it's an immaculate condition. But it doesn't come with a tuner. And my front end line. Oh, does it come with the tuner? Work out your separate deal. Yeah, Cunha. Does it come with the trailer? Nope. Car only. Car only. Backup motors? One. <laughs> it's got a number. It's got a number. You know what? And you were talking about this on one of your Instagrams about building cars. You were like, I don't know if you were saying we could put K-series or a B-series together, but you were like, you go to your man that does your body work, you get a swap, and you can spend what? How much? 12000 You can have a race because inflation is not only in food. It's in these fucking SIs, too. So I had two really nice SIs. I sold them because I realized there's got to be a bunch of junk-ass SIs for sale along with mines. And let me get out of here quick. Sonic bought those, too. So you're selling me. Someone hit me up. I got a black EM1 for sale. He wants twenty grand. Like what the fuck? And then what's what's in it? It's stock. Is it all original? All the defenders were painted. I don't want it. It's not original anymore. So what I look for in an SI right away is a stitch shift knob. If I don't see a stitch shift knob, I don't want it. The stock one. And gray floor mats. If I don't see gray, the dead giveaway to me. If I look, this is a stitch shift knob and gray floor mats, I take it. Under ten grand though. Francis had a electron blue one. Yeah, that's my favorite. First one, one that but came out. Got stolen. <laughs> when he went turbo. I got. I went. Yeah, this is when me and Paul, you know, yeah. uh, black muscle, lavender, muscle milk. Yeah, muscle milk. Alpha Paul. Alpha Paul. He went. He was in our crew the first guy to do a swap, and then he went turbo after that. And I was like, I got my EM. I got the electron yeah. blue. I was mm-hmm. like, I go turbo. So we did this. I bought a Rev Hard Turbo Kit. Yeah, Rev Hard is old. Old school. Yep. I said, Paul, can I use your garage? And we put this together. The biggest, the first thing that we did, we put the manifold on. It didn't fit. The, blo- it was blo- the block was blocking it from going all the way in. So you the- had to grind the block down. And so we were like, what are we going to do? So I was like, should I hit up Rev Hard or something? They were like, let's try to grind down the block. And we were grinding like, this is going to suck if we're going to hit a coolant, one of the coolant yeah, ports. And then the shit cracked. <laughs> and there's water But luckily, out. he went through. And so it took about a month. We, and then his parents got mad at us. Like, you're too you. loud. We're hitting with the impact guns down in the garage. Like, I'm getting a headache. So I was like, all right, I moved it to my house. And then we're, so we're at my house trying to finish it up. Two days later, I go to school. I went to school in Newark. And I told my boys, we're hungry. Let's go to Hooters in 22. Right. Pick up. We'll go in, pick up. Five seconds, five minutes, no more than five minutes. Oh, Come back with the car. 
with the car. Shit was gone. Gone. Fuck. It was yeah. gone. No. And then I, you know, we knew some people back then. They're like, let's check, let's check Newark. And my boy came. Uh, it was me, Paul, and I forgot who else came with us. But he was like, yeah, this is a street usually where you find the cars. And I was like, oh damn, there's that car. I was like, no, that's my car. And it was stripped. They stripped the whole thing in a day. In in less than probably one night, six hours. Guys get crazy with that shit. Knock on the table. I never, I never been down that road. I always sold and got rid of everything before it got stolen. So how do you, you know, everybody knew about you though on, on the streets. So like, how did you make sure nobody? I never parked in the street. I always parked it. You put it inside. Somebody's yard across the street. I used to rent. So you never left it on the street. Never left it on the street. But now I feel like I could park my race car in the street. Nobody's gonna touch that shit. It's always eyes. It's always eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Today is always eyes. Well, I I, I think it slowed down a little bit because nobody's really. Nah, they want Hellcats and trucks. Yeah, they're doing something else. They're they're grabbing high end shit. Yeah. Hondas ain't nothing to them anymore. Right. And most people it's with still a solid, happening, just not as, not with Hondas as much. No, nah, if you leave it, if you catch the right person at the wrong time, they will definitely steal your shit. But back in the days, it was bad. Oh, yeah. Yo, you couldn't yeah. even sneeze. And that's why a lot of guys got out of the Honda game, myself included. I stepped away from Hondas for a long time because my EK got stolen out of our driveway. <sighs> and after that, I was like, it was, it was because I had a Honda. We blocked his car. And it was my everything. mom's car, my car. And what they did, they picked it up, put it over the grass, and they backed it they off. They towed the... it through the grass. Yeah, shit was crazy. Uh, she was out of a crime home. scene. No, no we, we was, were sleeping. We were home. And then I got home at 5 a.m. My brother woke me up at 7 a.m. because he had to walk his dog. He's like, I, yo, where's your car? I woke up. I opened the garage. I'm like, how is there a space right there? There's a car here. There's, I was like, where did no Bri go? I remember that and moment. I go upstairs. I see Bri. I'm like, no. They fucking took your shit. He woke me up. He was like, yo, wh- where'd you park your car? I was like, woke up like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, the car is gone. Didn't believe him. Walked downstairs and saw the tire marks through the grass front yeah. yard. Like I said, this is all I know. This is where I dump all my spare money. This is yeah, I mean, obviously my priorities are straight, but when the priorities aren't straight, my money's in my car. So if that shit was hard, I would really lose my shit like. I call in every favor, everybody that I'll be like, nah, 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 no, no, now's the time. We got to go get my car. Well, here it is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to unfold and it's going to get super ugly. I'd rather get ugly on this car than, because this is all I know, this is all I got. It's not all I got, but this is, this is my shit. Racing is my shit. I don't like any other car. I mean, I think cars are cool, right? But it's like what you know. Like everybody's like, oh, why don't you just build a or V8 or buy one of these or you could have bought one of these with that money and it's just like yeah you're right but no this is my shit this is what I like this is so you're Honda guy through and through not 100% I like trucks I love trucks I like Chevy Uh, anything Chevy Cadillacs cool but like the exotic shit does nothing for me like I could go to a car show and see a million Ferraris Lambos I think Porsches look cool but these cars do nothing for me. Like I don't get excited and hype when I see one on the highway. I just see the fucking these things pass me, and I'm like, mm, all right, cool. But Hondas now, you could see them. They still don't do nothing for me neither. But I like the competitiveness. I like Honda racing. 
And like the way now the all-wheel drive shit, I like to see how all-wheel drive Hondas react. I like when Hondas fuck exotics up and V8s up and shit, and everybody's just like, fucking Honda did that shit? Yeah. Sounds like an all-wheel drive builds in your future. No. (laughs) No? That shit's mad money. I had one. I had an all-wheel drive streetcar. It was cool. But to be racing that shit? Hell no. Think about it. You're getting parts from the 80s and the 90s, and they're selling these fucking things for like three, four grand. And then you need like three or four sets. Isn't that changing though? There's a lot like companies like S1 built that are, you know, changing it up so it's not like that anymore. No, the traditional. See, you got to listen to Ricky. Listen to Ricky, listen to Cunha. That's my thing. If they say it, then they're not selling It's not time yet. It's not time yet. So if they say use the wagon shit, guess what? Use the fucking wagon shit because they know it works and they tried it and they made it go fast. Don't sit here and try to reinvent the wheel with some other shit. And I mean, it works. It could get there. It could get there. Yeah. It will get there. Yeah, but it will get there. I am not the experimenting type. I don't got that yeah. kind of money to so be So whoever's like, got the fast all-wheel drive cars right now, you're saying they're experimenting. Yeah, and when they get it to go fast, it'll be a new selling point. But yeah. me, I am not the guinea pig type. Like, if that shit worked for Ricky, same thing going to be series. Well, all this shit work for Ricky, it's going to work for me. Let me go buy it. Then it's for you. That is for me. <laughs> That's it. Let's cut time in half and be smart about this shit. Sit here and try to, who am I? Like, what am I trying to do, trying to prove a point? I tried that with the K-Series. There's not a lot of K-Series cars in X front-wheel drive. Yeah. There's, How many? How many you think, like, 20% of the cars? Not even 20%. Oh, 10%. Wow. 10%. K-Series cars, yeah. you're probably talking a solid five or six cars out of like 40 cars so we spoke about you went all motor to turbo is there any would you ever go back all motor and nah, no never even like b series all motor no hell no no well k series is the way to go K-series, if you go all motor you got to go back k series yeah. yeah yeah hell yeah there, there are no like fast they make power for no reason all motor right i think tb went like 880 or 860 or something. They went 8 something. The fast guys are all K series, right? K series, yep. All motor, yes. B series, no. Even Aaron, Queen B series had to go K series because the B series wasn't cutting it. Shout out to Aaron. We got something going down with her this year. Really? Stay tuned. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you got one event under your belt this year. How many do you see yourself racing this year? Shit, we went from having nothing to having too much events now. How many How many do you think you're going to race this year? I'm going to race as much as I can. Ten? I, I don't have any five. obligations, so it's like one of those, I'm going to look over if this car's ready to go. I'm just back into the trailer, load this shit up, and then we Best just, case scenario, how many times do you think you're going to be on the track this year? Maybe eight times. I counted That's eight the other amount. day. That's I counted eight amount. events. So out of eight events... Something might come up, and I'll probably take out five or six total. Right. But. Being a dad, got dad responsibilities. Nah, that fuck that. Get I in the way. huge family. Yo, take this kid. <laughs> crazy? That's the lug. That's, that's my luxury of that's having. What, that's what Ricky said might be holding him back this year, because he's going to be a first, first-time dad. I was a first-time dad, too. You know what's crazy? When I had my newborn, yeah. we, we went on vacation a month after. Vacation or racing? Vacation. Me and my girl was out. Oh, she pushed On the plane? Yeah, we left. We left the country. I think we went back to Jamaica. That's what's up. Nice. Yeah, but So are you are you fast guy at home too? No, I'm a I'm chef fast guy. All I do is cook and clean at home. Yeah? Yeah, man. What do you think I do all day? 
I thought you just drive around. Yo, everybody thinks that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Bro, thinks on your Instagram, all you do is drive around. And drink coffee. And drink coffee. And drink coffee. I had coffee. I threw it out. Was it all, was it straight up black? Yeah, black coffee. Black coffee, that's... That's life. I remember you, when we had the pandemic, you would go to that one stop. DJ. Yeah. The Asian dude, yep. (laughs) He was the only one, he was oblivious to what was going on. That motherfucker had no mask on, (laughs) no hand sanitizer. He didn't give a shit, and I loved that guy for that. He was open every fucking day during the pandemic. And, yo, it was me and him. He's still around? No, his fucking thing closed down. He wasn't making it. Oh. Yeah, he put up a sign the other day. I went there. It said under construction. Then the fucking sign changed to, yeah, we've been serving the community for almost man. five years, but we had to close up shop. I was like, fuck, man. At least Damn, you, you had to get some him. more. Word. Like, DJ, what we doing, that bro? Let's, let's do this shit together, man. So why are you in the car a lot? That's work. Yeah? Have you ever seen videos of me driving? That's me working. That's you working. Yep. I guess um, we got a what do you do for a living video that we did with Fast Guy. Amazon. I'm going to leave it to you guys to determine if that's if he's capping or not. I never tell people my real profession because I think that shit's irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? If you want something to go, if you got to go do something, just fucking go make it happen for you, right? Because where I work and what I do, it's not illegal because I pay a shit ton of taxes. But it ain't going to help your situation. So what the fuck you asking me for? Well, see, that's the thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of the younger crowds these days, they look up to people and they're like, I got to figure out what he's doing so I could so do, I can I do, can do live it. No, life. motherfucker, go do your own thing. Don't. They're looking for some motivation out make there. Make your you know, shit little, work. And yo, half the time, start. my shit don't be working because I have my slow days. I have my good days. And lately, it's been more slow, but I still make it work. I still do what I got to do. To do what I want. I still got a home to take care of. I still got this racing shit going on. I still got a lot of shit going on. So even if shit is slow for me, I'm not going to. The easiest way to create stress in your life is to tell yourself you can't do something you don't want to do. Nah, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go figure it out. And we're going to go. You think that Florida trip last minute was something that was planned? Yo, I had to pull a shit ton of rabbits out of hats to break out and go. Down to Florida, me and all my guys for, what, four days? Thursday to a Monday? We was all out, but we all made it, and we all had a good fucking time. And you know what? That's what it's about. Don't worry about the debt. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about none of that shit. Just make it happen, and then you'll see it was worth it in the end. Sometimes it ain't, but for the most part, you got to make it happen, right? You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do all of this shit, and it should play out to this no it's not gonna play out even if shit's played out for the worst guess what we're gonna start drinking and we're gonna start cracking on each other these guys are gonna start smoking weed and we're gonna have a good fucking time yo like a world cup uh you was there when my shit dropped the valve and i didn't have a spare motor for three days i couldn't even compete after that that's cool we still grilled we still drank we still went and spectated we still watched racing we still had a good fucking time and guess what all that money spent for what don't even think about it like that. I think of it like, we had a good fucking weekend. Don't worry about it. As friends, too, the way people dropping like flies. That's, a, that's and, a real car guy talking right now. Yeah, like, yo, I like these events because when nothing's happening, yo, you could, you could, I was a spectator before a racer, right? So that doesn't mean I still don't like to spectate. I mean, I like to get my shit in order. Like this race in Bradenton, yo, all the pro model races, we was in the stands the whole time. 
We was watching every single one. Oh, they're calling X front will drop. Oh, shit. Got to run downstairs, run back to the pit. I got to get dressed. We got to hook the golf cart up, and we got to tow the car up to the lane. But I'm out of breath. They out of breath because we was just watching. Because you guys were technically the slower guys at that event. Yo, they didn't even look at us. We rolled in the lanes, and you look at all the pro my guys, they didn't even turn their fucking heads. Who Shout out to West Buck and the crew of Drag Illustrated. West Buck made World Series of pro mod. West Buck made They got big things coming. How was that event for you? Oh, that shit was fucking life-changing. That shit was Yeah? Dope. Hell yeah. Being, a fucking, being able to run with promos? Or we didn't run with them. Well, you know, we was, share we, the be track. Be part of it. Be part of it. Share the track. That's all we did was share the surface because once we rolled down, they were probably more disappointed. They were probably more upset you shared the surface with them. Yo, <laughs> I heard in the finals, remember the EF yeah. won and broke. Oiled and it took down. A hit. Yo, you had to hear how they was fucking talking. Oh, like, really? I just had to like look down and make sure I have a front wheel drive shirt on. Oh. Like, I ain't trying to get beat up by these dudes. It was pissed. It was tight. It was tight. He, he oiled it down. Yo, and it's one of those things where you hear them yelling and screaming. Yeah. Like one guy would walk on the track and walk back up and tell them what happened. Yeah. And motherfucker, these stupid motherfuckers. Uh, like, yo. Man. I would have been tight too. But that was my fear. Actually, the car that won the hundred grand, did he win in that lane that the EF oiled down? No. He was in Rafa's lane. Do you he think was that was lane. what it was? No, 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 no. Because the race between those pro mods was tight to the end. So it was still a good race. Just And, and that dude was a number 32 qualifier. Yeah, no, he was that the was last crazy qualifier, story. And he won all that bread. Crazy story. And from Canada. Not, from Canada. Fucking Canadians. That's Furthest like, drive. I can never say Canada and ca- Canadians and not say fucking Canadians. I love that shit. I love <laughs> Canada better than... All everybody from Canada, I fucking love those guys. Canada, Every, eh? all, all eh? of them, every single one of them. But I gotta say, fucking Canadians, all the time. When I see Canadian, fucking Canadians. How did that start? The Canadians, you know, the fucking Canadians. Same thing. I would go to Canada to visit K Two and Vibrant, and then those weekends consist of me going to everybody's shop. These fuckers want to drink. These fuckers want to feed me. <laughs> these fuckers want to go out to eat. Then it's like, dang, these fucking Canadians don't stop. That sounds like they have, they, they're fucking Canadians because they have a good time. Though. They yeah. do have a good fucking time. We got to go to Canada. We got to go to Canada. Canadian people are fucking nice for no reason. I don't know why they're so fucking nice, but they just are. Every single Canadian is fucking nice. I ain't see a bad Canadian yet. Whatever they got going on over there between each other, that's on them. You like Drake? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand his ass. I hate his beard. Oh, but you just said you like all Canadians. He's not Canadian. What? I mean, he's, he's from Canada. He's he's not Canadian. Uh, <laughs> he's like like Tory Lanez is Canadian. Where <laughs> these guys are from, like fucking Miami or something. Drake looks Miamian. <laughs> I mean, he apparently he got the biggest house in Canada, so he's from he Canada. Does? Yeah, yeah. Shit. my man got like yeah. he's he's like the I think he's people, not, not people there. hold just him ice. in higher regard than the just ice ice and people the uh, and buildings. Canadians flat as shit because you can stand on any highway and look to your left and right and see the whole fucking thing. Always. Yeah, it's flat up there. When's the next time you're back on track? A couple weeks from now? Uh, two weeks. April 1st and 2nd. Is it two weeks? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, two weeks. That's what's up. At ACO, Spring Nationals, the 1st and the 2nd. Hopefully, and then the same thing. We're going to roll it out the trailer, take a hit just like that. Same order. Same order. How yeah. was it? Everything's good on it? You checked it? Yeah, we checked everything. We did everything we got to do before we loaded it back up. going to put a new set of tires on. No. Same set from Same Florida? Set. Yeah. Everybody was chewing up tires. 
I didn't get that far yet. Oh, wow. All right. Knock on the table. This fucking car's been good to us so far. Feel free to disclose this or, or just say you don't want to, but how much did it cost you to get from Brooklyn down to, to Bradenton? $1,700 in plane tickets. I had to pay the transporter two grand up and down. So he's got to bring me back my car, but that round trip was two grand. I paid another two grand in the Airbnb. So where are we at? Like 6000 right? Yeah. It's oh. a lot of money to race. I had to buy fuel, tires. Good ten grand weekend. Nah, that's too much. Probably like seventy-five, eight grand. I mean, in the future, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I'm probably just gonna do it again. I'm over here talking shit like I gotta strategically plan this out. Fuck out of here. When the opportunity presents itself, nigga, I'm out. We make it happen. We, we out. Make it happen. Clearly, fast guy lives the make it happen lifestyle. Well, make that shit work, yeah, there B. There you go. Hey, we appreciate it. That's going to wrap up our episode here. If they want to follow you on social media, where do they follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Fast Guy Racing. On Instagram? On Instagram. Why is your profile still private? I hate it because I want to share your content, and it won't let me because you're private. Because you it's a lot mad of weirdos, bro. You got the haters. I and mean. I really have to look through everybody's page before I let you in. I don't let those random. All those spam people. It's kind people. of good, though, because that increases your engagement. Your page gets. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You know where to find me, you're going to follow me. So if you want to follow Fast Guy, you got to get approved first. Yeah, come on in because it's, it's, yeah, it's, make sure it's you're genuine no shit. Robot. No, uh... Yeah, if you ain't that, I'm blocking your ass right away. There's people, you got to you gotta go through loopholes sometimes to talk to me. Like, you got to hit up. Clearly. Farrell, Farrell sent me a screenshot of people DMing can me. I, like, Yo, can why did your boy block me? What's, why is that letting me in? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know who that was. Is he cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. That's my man. All right. I'm like, tell him to accept me again. I let him in. There you go. You can't you can't get in touch with Fast Guy unless you request him and get through with, with one of the affiliates. You know I hate that name? What's that? Fast Guy? Yeah. So you just want Cedric? Ced. Ced? Yep. I, For those who don't know. No, if, if we're fact, friends, do not call me Fast Guy. I'd be like, fucking A, man. Don't call me that You know shit. what I hate? I hate when people call me Fran. What? Yeah. I hated it. My Why? name is Francis. Call right, me Francis well, or Frankie. Fran is faster. <laughs> fast guy. Fast well, guy is like, fast too. It's fast too. Said too is only three letters. <laughs> Call me said. I fucking hate fast guy. That name period, I can't stand that shit. But it's 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 my thing, right? So I got to fucking Yeah, do same it. here. I'm just So if you want to get uh, Said's attention, call him said, not fast guy. Yeah, no. People, if I don't know you, call me fast guy. I already know where you came from. Like I see random people in the street, they be like, Fast guy, and I'd be like, that came from social media. Yeah. All this racing shit. I'd be like, yo, Seth. And I'd be like, who the fuck is this? i definitely know you if you just said that. Right. Because if you know me, you know not to call me that shit. A lot of people don't, didn't know your real name. Cedric? Yeah. The fuck? last name is worse. Billinghurst? Billinghurst. I you put two and two that. together, yeah. you'd think I'm white until I get there. Yeah, it's actually, like, that, that, that does dude? sound that like Mr. Billinghurst. Super white, last bro. name. The, 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 the easiest way to put this is, my grandfather was a white sailor, went to the islands, met oh. my grandmother, and had my dad. There it goes. There it goes. I got a white grandfather and a black grandmother. That's how we so light-skinned. It's a weird way to put it, right? But that, that was the islands back in the, fuck, it had to be like the 1920s or something. Damn, I just made my grandma seem mad old. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. That's just what it is. Oh, but yeah. that's, 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 that's grandma. The, that's grandma, yeah, right. That's, grandma. that's the mixed race. Yeah. Of what it is. Same thing with my mom. My mom's father's Portuguese. And her mother was oh. from St. Vincent. Sailor. Went to the islands. So you, you're half through and through. Nope. I'm from St. Vincent. I'm not doing all that mixed shit. Hell no. 
I'm American. I'm Where, where's Saint Vincent? It's in the West Indies, Caribbean. Like falls in line with like Trinidad, okay, Barbados, those small little islands. It's yep. just smaller little islands. That shit's like a mile wide long. Is that a, a U.S. territory? No, it's not. No, I think okay. probably Dutch owns that shit or something. All right, so fast guy racing on Instagram. Yep. At Frankie5ESR on Instagram, at BrianESR. If you guys like this episode, please comment, like, share, subscribe on whatever platform you're watching this on, listening to us on, and stay tuned for a future episode. We're out. Later. Bye. <laughs>